space. The only frontier that matters here and podcast. Well, we're we're sending our signal from 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 space. That's what it, that's you know what. Let's start that over. Space, where bored and annoyed is coming from this week. We're coming, shooting our rays to you from space. As we discuss space, out of space, space movies. I'm Colonel Home with the Movies. I'm Captain Jackson. Cap Captain Jackson Sparrow. <laughs> You're really screeching on this one. <laughs> Uh, speaking of bored and annoyed with space, though, <laughs> yeah, not giving away what I thought of Ad Astra, uh, and we're talking about space today. Space. Um, space, yes. I have a feeling there are a lot of people that were bored and or annoyed with Ad Astra. Oh, there. yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can go right on Rotten Tomatoes and kind of see where uh, people are falling. I have purposely avoided that for the most part. I've seen enough on Facebook. To uh, give me heart palpitations and, really? and make my head want to explode, but but we'll get into that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm Jackson, and I'm... he's home at the movies. Neither of us really are captains or colonels or whatever, but we are in space. Yes. Yes. Coming to you from well, the moon. Well, our show is—is is it like technically is it going off into space? Like it is. Yeah. Is that how that works? You, it's not wait, radio. No, it's, though. No, it's no, internet, it's not, right? No, it's not. Yeah, there's it's no not signal. going into space. Yeah. There's I'm no like, signal. Of course it is. Of course the aliens can hear us. <laughs> I mean, they're probably tapped into the web, the World Wide Web. I would hope so. Don't you think? I mean, like some people get their their internet through satellite, so like they could be beaming the signal back and forth, like an Independence Day. They could be right, yeah, right, yeah. So, so uh, hello, Earth invaders. Yeah, if you show up, I'm definitely going to be like that lady in Independence Day that shows up at the skyscraper with the sign welcoming you. I, and I then just you want fire you to a know, beam up my ass. I was fully intending on being there for your brethren with my Naruto running. Uh, just, I, I had to work. Okay. All so, right. just All wanted right. them to know. Yeah, that's right. Which character was that again? The what? the one anime character who, like, runs with his, like, hands yeah. behind his back? Naruto. Okay. Never watched it. Don't ask me. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, news. Bringing you the most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble-rousers, Jackson and Helmet the Movies. It's bored and annoyed with the news. Uh, what did you have for news this week? Uh, so I know I saw that the whole gang is back together for Jurassic World 3 now. We've got Laura Dern, um, we've got Sam Neill, and... All and, three. And uh, what's Mr. Goldblum. Mr. Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. And you know... Speaking of Laura Dern, this is a totally off-topic remark, but I feel like I've seen uh, Bruce Dern in, like, every other fucking movie or TV show that I've watched recently. Really? He's in everything. He was in both of the Tarantino movies I just recently watched. Right. Um, he popped. He's 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 in Mr. Mercedes season three. Okay. So, like, he's popping up everywhere. It's like he's trying to, like, get those last few dollars before he... <laughs> You know, hey, good, good for him. Yeah, it's true. I like him. Yeah. He's good. 
Uh, yeah, so how do you feel about the gang getting back together? I don't care. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I like Sam Neill, I guess. Like, it'll be nice to see Sam Neill. It always is. My fingers are crossed, and I have so much respect for Sam Neill. It's ridiculous. I think he's a saint among men. And you're going to lose it all for him after this? <laughs> no, I, I just hope that it isn't one of those things where they finally found the price is right for Sam Neill to come on board for a shitty movie. I mean, he did do three. He did three. Yeah. Which was not a good movie. Um, I mean, I feel like he has done some garbage. I don't think, I don't think he's like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Probably has. I mean, everybody I think has. He also did the omen part three. He was the older Damien Thorne. Oh shit. I did not not know that. That's not a great movie. Well, but there you go. But yeah, Sam Neill. I like him. I, I like Sam Neill. I think Neil. he brings like a little pizzazz to everything. Oh, right. my God. He's. Yeah. Sam Neill is the greatest. And Jeff Goldblum. The thing is, is like you have to make sure they're all in the same room. They have to have multiple scenes together again. Well, are they just going to do the same shit they pulled with the last one where Jeff Goldblum came in and shot for one day? If that's the thing and it's like, oh, they were just in the trailers and they're all there for five minutes of screen time. I'll be wildly unhappy oh by the way i completely missed the jurassic world like tv episode or whatever yeah so if anybody wants to tell us about that battle at something or other yeah i missed it who cares i do we have a job to do we have to bring our opinions on this to the people yeah that's the one thing that has sucked about this podcast (laughs) is some things that you want to check out all of a sudden become a job right I guess that's a mental Yeah, game. but that's not one you want to check out. That's purely a job. That's, that's purely. True. That's true. I've checked out a bunch of things that I would not have otherwise. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Fuck it. It's Jurassic World 3. Can't be worse than 2. It could be. It could be. Yep. I don't know. Sam Neill adds something. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, you said Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill in talks are uh, for the uh, yeah the, for the Batman. Well, so it's apparently either the Riddler or the Penguin. That's what the rumor is, anyway. Right. But right. I'm assuming it's a villain role that he's, you know, going for. I would um, assume so. He could do. You remember Bullock from the animated series? He was like the cop no. that like hated Batman. He okay. was like Commissioner Gordon's like right hand man. Okay, so Commissioner Gordon might be played by Jeffrey Wright, is yep. what I'm hearing. Yep, and Jeffrey Wright is always a Wright. He's he's something else. I like him. I like him a lot. I don't know if I necessarily see him as a Gordon, per se. He's good. Yeah, he'll be like a gruff, quiet version. Right. Well, I mean, I always thought, what's his name? Um, J.K. Simmons. I, you think he my, would have been good? I actually think he might have been slightly miscast. I think Gary okay. Oldman is probably the best we've gotten as far as that, because I've, I, I've always loved Gordon is kind of like this quiet, kind of like smaller guy. Sure. You know? Well, what's funny about that is that just goes to show Gary Oldman and how awesome he is, because he's not usually playing a part like that. Yes. He's usually a very like bombastic, yeah. lo- you know, interesting weirdo character. He's an awesome, like character actor. Everyone. So. He's, he's, he's great. He's great. He's yeah. unbelievably great. But yeah, uh, Jonah Hill, do you got a preference between the two or would you like him to play something else? I mean, it depends if we're getting chunky Jonah Hill, then we got to have penguin. We got to have him play penguin. If he's right. skinny, the Riddler, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know. I'll have I'm to just s- not going to complain about it right. until I see the movie because right. I'm a little tired of people just bitching about uh, what's his name, uh, Edward playing Edward Cullen playing Batman. Right. Well, this is the uh, I, I said this on a uh, 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 Seen It podcast, which okay. I guested on this week. Oh yeah, there's a plug. There's a plug. Yeah, for uh, your own show. You're welcome. I didn't listen to it because I didn't want to hear any spoilers as far as your review for the movie we're talking about. Yeah, uh, Kenny, Kova, Steve. There you go. There's your plug. Uh, but yeah, I mentioned it on there. I said this is kind of like the zero fucks given movie. Because they're just like, yeah, we know that Robert Pattinson sparkled for a bit. Get the fuck over it. Oh, Jonah Hill. Oh, he could only do like one thing. Mr. Con- fuck you. Here we go. I think Jonah Hill's great. I do. I think a lot of people like, underestimate did, yeah, him. Yeah, I would agree. Maniac. I, I don't know if you ever finished that. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah we reviewed did. it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Yeah, that was. Plug for our own show. Yes. <laughs> he was great in that. He was great. Um, he so... was. I thought he was great in the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, so I do have high hopes for this. Um, rumors is that this is going to be based on the long Halloween. Beautiful. Yeah. If they do that, that's great because then you can get like a bunch of named actors to play these characters because those people, those characters basically come in for like a cameo or two. Right. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, rumor but is they need that franchise potential. They do. So you can't put it all in one movie. Yep. Rumor is... He asked for double the money of Robert Pattinson to come in. Um, that's interesting. Like, he might be worth the draw, like twice the draw of Robert Pattinson. I think you can just probably make if, that argument. Yeah, because if the movies you see Robert Pattinson, not that Robert Pattinson's bad. It's just he does a lot of like indie shit these days. He's a more of a box office draw. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of fitting with sort of like Jack Nicholson got way more than Keaton did. Yes. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, Joker. The Joker movie will not be shown at the uh, the site of the Aurora shooting in 2012. So this is interesting because to me, I like I'm almost surprised that place is still open after mm. that. I mean, I yeah. get it, but it is freaky. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. It is. I don't, I, I kind of, I, I, I get it, but also at the same time, I'm like, but the Joker wasn't in that. And like, are you just not going to show any Batman movie? Like I, I get. Oh, the Joker wasn't in the third Batman, the third but the Batman. guy dressed as the Joker or thought he was dressing as the Joker. He like was painted that, was his that face what it was? I, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the connection. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, his hair was green or purple or something. He was I a mean, fucking psycho. I mean, it, it's tough because like I get like there are people that are upset about it. There are people who are probably still dealing with the trauma of what happened. That's dude. That's a crazy fucking story. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I uh, this one. I I mean, I, they do what you want. The nice thing is there's enough theaters. It's not like anybody who wants to see it in that area isn't going to be able to see it. Absolutely. So I guess who gives a shit, right? When you put it in that light, absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely. To me, it is. It's kind of like it is just a movie, but I get to those people. It might not be. Right. Well, and I mean, I guess if you wanted to, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I really, I don't have a strong opinion either way on this, by the way. I I don't know what you need. It's their choice, what they want to do. Yeah. But. I guess if you wanted to take the other side of the coin, you could say, well, we've let him win because now we're letting his reign of terror affect 
what movies will play at the theater. Was, I, you know what I mean? It's almost like it was kind of. It was almost why I didn't want to bring this up on on the show because you can already hear the political pundits oh, talking yes. about it. And we've brought up the two points. And I don't think either one of them has a more of a leg to stand on than no. the other. No, I don't think this will get talked about, though, that much. I hope is not. my guess. I think, I, mean, the, I think the people that would be up in arms about it will realize like, oh, these are shooting victims. Yeah. Maybe just I'll just keep my mouth well, I'd shut love to on hear this what, one. I'd love to hear what their families have to say about like how, right. how did this happen why did they make this decision right did they play like batman versus superman in that theater i'm assuming they did right i think they probably this is a joker to. connected thing. yeah yeah that's right yeah so yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a man it's a fucked up world we live in i yeah. remember going to see the dark knight rises that weekend and being like this is fucking there was, weird there was, there was just a weird feeling in the audience it was somber it yeah, was a it was somber weird. viewing yeah that was that was one of those few times where you're coming in with certain baggage to the movie that is not the movie's fault yes, at all. Correct. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, I guess one of the um, uh, on a happier note, Taika Waititi's uh, Jojo Rabbit won uh, the um, what was it? The TIFF People's or People's Choice Award at TIFF. Okay. And also, I guess Taika was also awarded like kind of like their uh, kind of like a lifetime achievement kind of award. That one is kind of having the same uh, speed bumps on Rotten Tomatoes that Joker's having, right? Where it's kind of dropping. I think, well, it it's actually rising from what I saw. Okay. It started out high. Then there was an initial backlash. And then after TIFF, it started going back up again. So this one's interesting, too, because I can't decide if reviewers, and I haven't read any of them. I just see the percentage. But I'm wondering if it's not people offended that are I think just being douchebags. I think it's people who are offended, and I think it's people probably missing the whole damn point of the movie right. that it's we're making fun of, you know, fascism and Nazis, sure. and that's okay. And if you have a problem, no, with it's the, not. It's, Alex, yeah, there are right. Nazis out there. You can't offend them. Yeah. Well, fuck Nazis. <laughs> Bold oh, that's stance. A strong, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't get it. I, I, I'll have to wait and see the movie. The movie, to, right. But I, it looks fun. I do find it really odd because I look at Taika and I'm like, the dude has not had a movie that he's made be out of the 90s as far as percentages on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty impressive. And then all of a sudden he does like, I think something probably that probably I think after we see it, we'll probably say it's one of the more daring movies that have been made in the last 10 years. And all of a sudden people are like, well, just because it's Hitler, because it's mean, Hitler. Yeah. And, you know, that's a touchy subject. And it's like, but we're not trivializing anything. We're we're putting a new spin on it and we're putting it in the context of children. But anyways, I think the real story here is that it won the People's Choice Award, which really lets you know, I think. I think it lets you know the quality of it, for one. And for two, all but one of the last 10 winners of this have been nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Uh, I think the only one that wasn't was like some Iranian movie or some... Those fucking Iranians. Yeah. Well, I think the only reason that might not have been nominated was because it was foreign. Oh, well. I mean... Sons of bitches. And it wasn't wasn't black and white from Mexico. I'm going to say that the the Hitler buddy movie, the Hitler imaginary friend movie, will not be nominated for Best Picture. I'm going out on a limb. I hope it is. I'm I'm just going to say it's not. 
And we'll that's s- no judgment on how good it will be. Right, right. I'm just well, going mean, to go ahead and go out there I and say that. I don't think that the Oscars are a judgment on what's the best that year. I don't think they have. I don't think. Oh, I mean, we could talk about uh, Game of Thrones winning best drama. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that if you want. That is so stupid. I mean, can I just say, like, I'm out? Like, kind of for good yeah. now? Like, that's just kind of like, all right. Well, it's funny because they do that, and then they gave, like, best supporting actress to that blonde girl who's in Ozark, who's, like, really good, and I never would have thought they would even know her name. Right. So I'm like, sh- I-, I don't understand what's going on. How can you possibly possibly give game of thrones best drama it's, when uh, dark go, exists yeah that's true but when, do they, is dark even like in the it's not even considered it's a it, foreign show that none of them watched right i which, mean right? which is the whole damn point right i mean but i mean that gets to be the point of these award shows period is like well you can't get somebody who's watched yeah. everything it's too much tv so <laughs> It's so true, man. It is a joke that, that one. It's a joke that Peter Dinklage won. I I like Peter Dinklage, but yeah. it's a joke that he won this yep. year. Yep. It's uh it's a fucked up world it's we live in. It's not even probably one of the top 3 to 5 series that I watched. No, maybe not top 10. I've watched a lot of series, I suppose. It like left it wasn't great. No. It's not it shouldn't be nominated for anything. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. It's just how it is. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, you want to go into main topic? Space yeah. movies? Yeah, let's talk. Well, let's just kick it off with Ad Astra. Okay, Ad Astra. Uh, yeah, so I absolutely fucking loved this movie. Yep. It does have one huge fatal flaw, though. Like, I, that almost destroys the movie. I will... You're going to guess? No, I'll be really interested to hear what your your fatal flaw is. Um, I did not love this movie. Okay. I didn't hate it. Um, I gave it uh, like a C plus, B minus. Okay. Um, I think that the... Okay. It looks great. Yes, it does. Um, it is. It has a nice mastery of tone. Yes, it does. The music is pretty damn great. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and I like the cerebral nature of it. Sure. Um, I like how it's it's really a father-son story with sci-fi elements. Correct. Um, my main problems come in the third act, and it's not that the third act is bad. It's that it's predictable. Okay. Um, that was my main problem is I got to the end, and the whole third act, I'm just knowing how it's going. And I think that's where this movie nailing the tone really helped it. Nailing kind of the pacing up to that point was really good. There are moments of real suspense, but it's where at the end you feel the length. It feels longer than it is. I did not feel like it was long. Okay. I, if this movie didn't have the narration over the top of it, that basically implies that its audience is either too stupid or too bored to pay attention to what's going on. Mm. This would be, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Okay. This is on the level. This is like, I imagine, uh, uh, have you ever watched the original Blade Runner? Yeah. With the narration. Uh, the that's, narration is, is yeah. It's that's really, what happened yeah, here. Yep. They had a movie. Like, if you're paying attention, you get really it. all the exposition is done in like one scene at the beginning. 
And the rest of the movie is just a visual experience. And all the actors are good enough to portray the emotional happenings without him having to tell you. There's a point in this movie where a character, um, a little side character gets scared. And like he looks down at the ground and his facial expression is that of fear. And literally Brad Pitt goes, he's scared. Like he tells you. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, there is no fucking way that that narration was planned. There was something, second act after what you're talking about, where he said something and I was like, yeah, but we already kind of knew that. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Because that's the only reason it's there. You knew it. Right. Some of it isn't horrendous there was okay. a line when he goes to the moon uh, i mean not a spoiler he just it's a space movie he sure, goes to the yeah, moon at one right. point um and he's like you know my father would hate all this he would tear it all down and that was a moment where i was like okay okay like we don't know too much about tommy lee jones in this so far so i was fine with that yeah, one but that doesn't really work into what you need to know about him like okay that might add a little layering to his character sure but but realistically Everything you need to know about him is is shown to you like through the visual flashbacks and from the characters who tell him what the fuck is really going on. I would I would say that that added a little bit because up to that point, we've heard hero, 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 hero. And it's the first thing where it's like, right. oh, maybe he had a little bit of a violent or angry side or, or just a distaste for certain things. Well, which... and that's where I think the movie is a fucking great is its thematic elements with the father-son relationship the idea of you know uh how like when you're a kid as you get older you're when you when you first think of your parents they're like gods almost and as time goes on the layers are kind of peeled back and you see more of the faults and in this movie it's like that's happening in a rapid speed for brad pitt's character that was great um I can't get into the other thematic stuff. I don't think without. So you're you're a high B, low A. I'm an A. You're straight A. Okay. It would be an A plus, like ninety nine point nine percent, if that narration wasn't in the movie. Okay. Because this is the kind of thing where, like, like two thousand one came out. I would imagine. You know, I I can't imagine if the fucking main character in two thousand one narrated the entire movie. Sure. It would it would ruin the movie. Sure. But. I'm sure there are audiences out there who are bored to fucking tears when there's no dialogue for 25 minutes. And this would have been a movie like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are long stretches of this where it's got that 2001 space feel like even the action. If it's in space, there's no sound. It's all a visual experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, the action in this, like the few little bits they had, I thought were really intense. Um, it it's, went to show that when it was peppered into the movie, they did a really good job. It opens with like uh, uh, this really cool scene where he's like on this antenna that reaches out in the outer space. Yes. So that was great. There's a great like moon scene. The moon scene is is uh, legitimately great. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it manages tension in a very nice, believable, uh, organic way. Right. Things feel real. Um. And there are fun things in it, like from a sci-fi perspective of like, of course this would happen. And it feels very believable. And um, I mean, that's all kind of like, I don't know, 
window dressing. It's not sure. necessary, but it's good. It's fun. Well, yeah. And then there's also things in it that are completely unrealistic and would never happen in real life. And that's what that's what the Facebook people are pissy about. But it's like they miss the entire point of the movie, in my opinion. OK, because that doesn't really matter in this. OK, you could have done this story in a thousand different ways. It's all about the theme and it's all about like, OK, well, I don't really care if it's not realistic, if Brad Pitt can really do this. Right. Because this is a movie and the whole point of the boot. This isn't interstellar where they're going to sit there and talk about like scientific, you know, research right. and all the shit like black holes and and matter and all that crap. It's just not that kind of a movie. You could have done this with someone on a ship who went into, right. uh, you know, you could have. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people are missing the point of this one. I I get it. I also think that there are a couple things that happen in this that are not fitting with how realistic it was up to that point in the movie. Okay. Those are, but they're nitpicks. They're not my main problem sure. with yeah. the movie. Got it. Um, do you want to do spoilers? Spoolers? Spoolers. Let's do spoilers. Yeah, no, let's do spoilers. Okay, so... I do want to get this out here, out there. This is a spoiler. Um, but the thematic element that I really, really, really loved about this movie was the idea that, like, everything you need is right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. And if you get obsessed with whatever your fucking passion is, you know, it's not actually out there. Like, your fulfillment is not out there. It's not in the stars. Right. It's not, you know, there's nothing else out there. You need to pay attention to your shit. Yeah. And I fucking love that. And I love the idea that Brad Pitt was like following in his footsteps. Yeah. It's just, oh, I loved it, dude. And I, I love the ending. I fucking loved it. So I like the theme. The Like I said, my problem was, is that it became predict predictable. You started hearing, you know, a lot of like looking for life out there. We're trying to find life out there. And it was a very obviously this, this message or sure. this metaphor for disconnection with other humans and 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 like you said prioritizing goals right. over people and it became very obvious that that was brad pitt's goal it was his arc so when he met his father he was becoming him he was just like the fact that his heart rate never went over 80 was a nice sort of indicator of how detached he was from his own right. surroundings at any given Pretty moment. Pretty sweet little touch they added, I thought. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. It's 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 an it's a ticking clock, and it's there to establish the fact that once his heart rate goes over a hundred, it deal. means right. something. Uh, without that, it means nothing. But um, my problem became, like I said at the end, I knew kind of beat for beat how things were going to go. I knew his father was not going to make it because his father represents, he represents everything that Brad Pitt was starting to realize was bad about himself. I mean, sure. But I would argue again that a lot of the reason it's predictable is because the fucking asshole is telling you what's happening every five fucking minutes of the movie. You, I mean, it's hard like, to, it's hard to disassociate that, but I think, I see. I can't remember how much of it is. is I something. can't. Um, that is a completely different movie. If you remove his narration entirely, I'll from be interested it. if they do a cut like that. I mean, because we're we're living in the age right. of you know, someone get, will. 
Um, I would imagine. But, but yeah, my problem became is that I knew that he was going to survive because his arc was reconnecting with Liv Tyler because it was about creating human uh, attachments. Oh, there was a nice little amount of Liv Tyler. Oh, that was so way. great. I remember we saw the trailer. And we were just like, oh, fuck. God damn it. I know. I and, know. And she was in it for like the perfect amount. And she, it was her role. That was the role she was born to play. Yes. I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked. um I actually really liked her bit where yeah, she's was like, good. I'm my own person with my own fucking thoughts. Right. And yes. I, I, that was their one F-bomb. I like oh, that. They u- utilized that They F-bomb. used the one F-bomb for PG-13. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it's a good movie. Oh. But like I said, at the end, I was. I was just biding my time because I'm like, I know how this ends. I know where he's going. Like there's no other place for him to go. And so and and and. And it did become a little bit like it wasn't even just the ending. It was about halfway through. I was like, all right, I, I kind of get it. Sure. And I don't dislike your message. Your message is good, but it's not like deep. Yeah, but there's a few. I disagree. I didn't think it was I 100% deep. disagree. I didn't think that. it was deep. It's like deep in like the inception way. Like, ooh, are dreams really no, dreams? I don't agree with that. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I, I think that this movie is metaphorically or, and I think it's it's on the nose because of the narration. But the actual movie, like the themes of the movie are not things that are brought up enough. I mean, there's a few different ones going on. There's shit going on. There, there's the whole aspect of following in your father's footsteps. There's yep. looking at your father like he's a god. And then there's also the concept of. Uh, well, everything you really need is right there in front of you. So that's yeah. three pretty deep thematic elements there. Um, I would argue it's deeper than any other movie on my top five this year. Wow. I mean, so I'm just I, sitting there thinking of Alita I've, and like Hotel Mumbai mm. and all that shit. Uh, I mean, it's but, a theme but it is he- on the nose. It's a theme heavy movie. So, of course, that's going to take center stage. Sure. Um, it's one of those things. I've thought about this a lot. You know, I think it depends on. I think it depends on how much you and this is not an indictment or a judgment call on anybody. I think it just depends on how much you've actually thought about your relationship with your father. Sure. Because I've thought about this a lot with my dad about, you know, and it is something that I feel like as you get older, you realize you're becoming your father and and not in ways that you it's probably not would always like. a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, you, dad. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you know, they're their own people. <laughs> like you said, they're their own people. Right. They've got pluses and minuses like yes. anybody else. And. You know, I thought a lot about it. So when I was like about three, not three quarter, about halfway, two thirds, I was like, all right, I get it. And I agree with you. Like, these are all great points. But you were you but were I done get it. at that point. But I get it. Yeah. And, well, at least it has something to say. It does. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, unlike a lot of movies that right, don't have shit right. to say. Uh, f- um, There was a really interesting moment, though. Like, maybe it was the moment where I was like, ooh, the ending could be something i'm not expecting actually but then it didn't turn out to be the what thing. was your what was your guess there well i, I, what was I thought hope? it was going to be son versus father like oh Jesus dual Christ. kind of thing and i'm not and the only reason i thought it was because one i mean tommy lee jones is so clearly unhinged he's, he's fucking great he's really good at this. he's yes. really good in this he's um, awesome but his his moment where he says i came out here into space and i never thought about you or your mother yes and or your little pathetic lives or something yep, like that and right. called them like that and i was like and i asked the guys on scene it podcast if they believed him or if they thought he was just it was a lie he was telling himself sure. and 
you know, they were like, well, they had kind of thought it wasn't real. They thought it was something he had to rationalize. And I thought it was real because that's what Tommy Lee Jones was. That's what he represents in the movie. He was never fulfilled by any of that shit. Yes. Just like Brad Pitt wasn't fulfilled by his relationship with his wife. Right. It Um, was my favorite part about the ending, actually, was that moment. That was great. That was so great. Now, here's the question I would have is like, clearly, Brad Pitt like he does care about Liv Tyler, yep. but if he was in his dad's shoes where he'd been doing this and obsessing over it for 10 years, odds are, I would assume he would kind of turn out the same way. I mean, that's kind of the, I, I thought that that was kind of the point of the fact he gets on that rocket and he ends up accidentally killing everybody. So all of a sudden he actually kind of is in his father's right. shoes yep. after he finds out about it, which I mean, it's not a bad script by any stretch. Oh, no, I thought it's just a little like you said, it's a little on the nose. Uh, it's very on the nose and the, the narration doesn't help. Um, the one part with not counting the narration that I thought was too on the nose um, was the the uh the let just let go yes that was very that was so that's two on the nose okay but like if you think about this movie just like stop and think about what this movie would have been without that narration Mm. because he's telling you all this shit throughout the movie very hard to and imagine if you only had like okay the exposition scene at the beginning where Mm. they sit him down they say your dad's out there your dad was a hero blah 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 right and then he goes to he ends up on mars and he learns a little bit more Mm. and then literally you're seeing flashbacks i mean you would have gotten enough information just from the video he watched of his dad right to like kind of understand that and then he gets there and then it's like his dad's a fucking monster right and you don't have brad pitt like working through this with the fucking derps in the fucking audience that right. can't don't can't pay and i get why they did it i do would you cut all narration or just i'd some? have to watch it again okay i'd have to watch it again i feel like there was some that i actually did not mind it just overall, it's very ham-fisted, and it's very clear that the reason it's there. Yes. It's very clear that that was a boardroom decision of them saying, well, wait a minute here. Like, yeah. what? what is this? Because you'll never uh, – I had a buddy on Xbox who's, who mentioned, like, you'll never see another 2001 again mm. unless it's like a Kubrick ask director right who can actually do what he wants to do yeah with cache yeah because the problem is you come out with something like that now and they're gonna say who the fuck is gonna enjoy this Um, uh it reminds me of um director of drive blanking on his name oh yeah Uh, nicholas winding ref his okay guy who likes to do lots of silent shit but his movies don't cost more than 40 million right so that's right, why he yeah. can get away with it. Uh, now, here's a. So what's funny about this movie, too, is this director, James Gray. Um, yeah. I think the only other thing I've seen of his. I know what it is. Was the Lost City of Z. Oh, no. With uh, with. Uh, oh, come on. Mr. You, you, you've seen X-Men Origins Wolverine. Did he? He directed that. Yeah. Oh, it's not even on his his Rotten Tomatoes. I'm pretty sure. But either way, yeah, that's terrible. But The Lost City of Z Wait. was a critically acclaimed movie. Shit, never mind. That was somebody else. That was, <laughs> okay. that was Gavin Hood. Yeah, thanks for correcting never, yourself never this mind. time. Never mind. Uh, but anyway, he, he directed The Lost City of Z. And it's funny because the guy who I went and saw this one with... Mm-hmm. I actually went and saw that one with a couple of years ago, or might have been even last year. Mm. And it was critically acclaimed, kind of a boring movie. Mm. I thought it sucked. Wow. And this one I fucking thought was great. Right. So I, you know, this guy, I'm excited to see what he does next. Um, 
Can I, I bring up the nitpick? Sure. That I have? Yeah. What's the nitpick? Uh, it's it's a it's I don't know if it's a nitpick or not. I mean, it is, but it's 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 kind of big. So, anyways, he he rockets himself back to the ship, and and then the with the, the, the with nuclear the, explode. Yes, the tray. Yeah, which um I kind of liked and kind of didn't didn't because it's like well, this is kind of like really unbelievable. It looked cool, but it's cool. Yeah, exactly. So I was I, I was. Was okay with it. Yes. Um, I wanted to like it more than I did. Okay. Um, I think 20 years ago, I would have loved it. <laughs> no, 20 years, years ago, you wouldn't have been able to make it through the movie. Uh, well, 15 years ago. You know I what I mean? Yeah, no, right. like there, it's right. just, it's not, you're not going to show this to a 12 or 13 year old and they're right. ne- the ADD will be strong in that one. Right. Yes. During yes. that movie. Yep. So, but yeah, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, but then he, the, the nuclear explosion is used as the you know propelling yes, sure so that's that's a got to take a real big leap because science is all you know space travel is is angles and you know measurements and all this stuff so that was kind of like a okay maybe but then the fact that he and he shows back up and he's still in the spacesuit that he was in right but we had established earlier that it took well it says it with the uh the onboard computer says it's going to be like three months thereabouts sure. like 90 some days okay He's still in the same spacesuit, but we never saw him like hook up any sort of like life support or or feeding tube like okay. he had in the last one. And so I was kind of like, wait, did he just sit there for three months in the I suit? I mean, we don't know what speed he went. And I would argue it doesn't matter. See, this is where we're going to diverge right. because to me, that doesn't matter. But it I mean, it's just one of those things for a movie. And I get what sure. they were going for. Okay. I know exactly why it was there is because they wanted the shot where he's riding and he shows up on Earth. Yes. So you think maybe he's dead because he starts out in space and then all of a sudden you see the light from the planet and then he enters the atmosphere. They wanted that shot. Well, it's got to be in every space movie. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, I am so happy that they did the Hollywood ending with this one in a, in a I, sense. I, like I said, that I don't. They, that they, well, no, not that, but that they book, they bookended it with the scene where he's not paying attention to her and yes. she storms out of the house. Yep. And then he's waiting for her at the, the cafe or the bar or whatever yeah, yeah. it was that I loved. And typically I would say I'm not a sucker for that. But it worked in this for me. It it worked because, like I said, the movie sort of hinges on him making. It's not just about making the realization and then dying. It's not about saving Earth. All of that. You notice, like, we never actually even talked about, like, the flares. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. Correct. The movie is all about him finding connection, finding happiness where he's at with humanity. It was the whole idea of like, I mean, he even says it in his narration about like, here we are (laughs) fighting over resources again. And uh, and and like that is the whole damn point about like go along or not go along to get along, but just get along, find peace where you're at. Right. You know, find it's all here, joy in other people. It was interesting to see a sci fi movie that kind of has like an anti space travel message it did in a sense well yeah i mean it was and then i keep talking about things that i i I can't fight the feeling i had at the movie at the end of the movie which was it was pretty good but at the same time i keep on bringing up things i like about the ending like the whole like you didn't fail dad we now know all right we're all we have that was great 
Yeah. I loved that bit because it speaks vol- – it's one of those things. It's so on the nose. It speaks volumes. It's multiple meanings. Well, the, yeah, I will be the first to admit that it's on the nose. I like on the nose shit once in a while, though. See, mm. it's funny because I think about like this and then I think about like Annihilation. R- Annihilation first is – episode wow. that we recorded. Go and listen to that. <laughs> Uh, those yeah, young so I, you know, that is the opposite of this, right? That is like your brain is in fucking overdrive. That's to why figure I out what it. the fuck, which is great, which is great. And I think that just by removing the constant expositional dialogue in the form of his pointless fucking narration, you almost make you you make your audience actually reach a little bit for what's going on. Right. Because even even like Blade Runner, when you watch the ver the cut that doesn't have the narration, like it is a pretty clear cut story. Yes. Um, but it is it's a it's a challenging watch. I would if say that makes sense. Yeah, no, I would say it's one of those things I've always sort of thought about. Like they, they have these stoic, strong, silent type characters. And, and I look at movies like, like you're, like you're saying, uh, and, and like drive one of my favorites. Sure. Yep. Ryan Gosling, you're not let in. You're not let in by yeah. any inner monologue. It always kind of keeps you at a distance, but it makes, like you said, it makes you work. It right. keeps you intrigued because you're never in his head. Right. He is a stone wall. You just have his his expressions to go well, off. Well, of. and I would yeah, and Brad Pitt's great in this. Like I would, you yeah. didn't need yeah. I mean, he cries when he needs to cry. He looks pissed when he needs to look pissed. All the yep. characters, it's pretty obvious where they're at just by watching their body language. I don't yeah. know. It was it was a strange <sighs> It just, it, I was literally getting angry in the theater, like frustrated. With like the, that scene when he fucking says he's scared. Yeah. I was like, oh, how this, I'm offended. I didn't know why that one was so blatant. I don't know why it was there because it's like, it's not like this. It, it's not like, oh, look at Brad Pitt. So observant. I think it's because once you make a decision to have the movie revolve around that narrative piece, the narration, then you have to like, you have to use it. It has to be like, it's a characteristic of the movie at this point, right? Right. So you can't just like have him not do it for a long period of time and then bring it back. The movie. I think you probably could. I, I would say, I would say you can't. I would say you can't. You've made a decision where this is going to be the style of this movie. This is going to be a POV movie from Brad Pitt. And we're either going to, you know, have sections of the movie where he kind of introduces us to, you know, the second act and the third act and whatever's going on. Or the movie's just going to have his narration and we're going to ride along with him through his thoughts. Right. Like that was the quote unquote artistic decision made is what I'm guessing. But I I think it's a disaster. I I think you can still argue that that particular narration could have been cut out and you'd keep all the rest and and, and you don't lose. That wasn't especially pointless. Yeah, yeah, that one was really bad. But no, I I love this movie. I do want to mention a couple action bits, though. There was Mm. the monkey scene. That was really great. It was a lot of every like the only thing I didn't like as far as like the pulse pounding action. Mm. Um, I wasn't huge on how he snuck into the rocket ship. I didn't really understand. Not that. a big fan of that one. Um, but I did like once he got in and he killed the three other like crew members. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, the, the, the scene, the chase scene with Donald Sutherland on the, uh, on the moon was, was great. Favorite, probably favorite action scene was that. Holy one. shit. And the opening too. I mean, this is a gorgeous movie. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I I fucking loved it. This would be a lock as my favorite movie of the year without that narration. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Like it's, it's, I, I get it's it. Pro, it I has it. a shot at it. Um, I really think it breaks the movie to a to an unforgivable. Not well, it's still an A, but but you could have had something like special. You could right. have had something where it took a lot of balls to make a movie like this. Um, that narration just removes its balls, and you know it 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 neuters the movie in no, my opinion. No balls in space. I, the movie. <laughs> There you go. I but yes, I'm very excited. I would I would hope cuz I don't think I'm alone on this. Um I would hope that when a Blu-ray comes out that there's an option to remove that cuz I think it would be interesting. I think you have to start a hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag no balls in space. Yeah, hashtag no balls in space. <laughs> but yeah, uh there you go. I guess that's our that's our review. Um but yeah, space movies. Yeah. Uh, um, we're just discussing. We're not going to discuss like Star Wars, those types. We're going to discuss realistic outer space movies. Sure. Like, yes, like heady sci fi. Right. Yeah, like we could throw an interstellar in there. Apollo 13. Anything where Is it feels that, plausible. So it can be outer space that's real and it can be outer space that's sci fi, but more realistic sci fi. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what is your favorite space movie out of curiosity? Do you have a favorite? Uh I really dig the shit out of Sunshine. No, I don't think I've ever seen it. Sunshine is a blast okay. of a movie. Um, God, I don't know. I'm trying to think what's another really great. I mean, 2001 is is a good movie. It is long. It is long. It's only um, two hours and 15 minutes. It feels really long. I'll see, there we're getting a window into the mind. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's. It, I don't. I don't think that it, it's just that. It's more of an idea movie than a character movie. Yes. Um, it's not a character movie at all. I would ex- say. Exactly. Exactly. Um, God, what? I mean, what about you? What's your favorite? I was actually thinking about this. This one will make my list, but I love 2001. That's probably my favorite. But I know that. And it's funny because I know that that's just the fucking, you know, I'll get shit for that. Because right. It's just the easy pick. Um, but I liked Moon. I never saw Moon. Moon is great. Okay. Uh, that's the one where, um, what's his name? Fuck. What's that actor's name? He was bad guy in Iron Man 2. Not the big bad guy, but uh, he's great in everything. Fuck. Oh, man. I, I His name is right there. I feel really stupid. He's in Jojo Rabbit. This. Is he in Jojo Rabbit? Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, Kevin Spacey's in that movie. Okay. Um, but... Oh God, this is gonna kill me. You guys are I hope you leave this in. I'm so leaving really all of it in. Look like an embarrassment this is here. a minimalist episode um, as far as editing is goes. Sam Rockwell, duh. Yeah. But yeah, Sam Rockwell's basically stationed on the moon and he's like gathering helium as a natural okay. resource. And he's by himself mm-hmm. and he stays for his X month term. Yeah. And then a new person comes in, and the okay. only other person really in the movie, um, in a big chunk of the movie anyway, is Kevin Spacey as the robot, who like the droid who with him you know i i enjoyed the martian did you enjoy the martian i thought the martian was pretty good it was pretty good yeah yeah Yeah, that's funny you know that wouldn't be a favorite of mine but that's the the it's not a favorite it's just damon one yeah it was just enjoyable it was an enjoyable time yeah so i okay 
So here's an example. Like the Martian is one of those like science fiction, like like or they're real sciencey right. science fiction movies, right? Yep. So Ad Astra is the other kind where science fiction, really the space idea, that's just the backdrop. That doesn't really yep. it's not as important, right? Mm-hmm. Now what about like Interstellar, which kind of tries to be both? It tries to be both. Uh I'm not I okay. Interstellar was kind of where I started realizing I, I was falling off the Christopher Nolan bandwagon. Okay. Um, uh, Dark Knight Rises kind of disappointed me. Then that one came out and I was like, wow, you are really far up your own ass on this one. And uh, and, and then, you did not like the World War II one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I, I he hasn't made a movie that's impressed me since the dark knight well i mean i like inception but i don't think inception is anywhere near as good as people i think inception is arguably his worst movie whoa i would disagree with that i think interstellar is worse interstellar to me is worse because from a structural standpoint it's a four act movie and that for the what is the third act really drags the whole movie down the detour to find matt damon Sorry, I guess spoilers. Well, I guess this is going to be the Christopher Nolan, bored and annoyed with Christopher Nolan no, no, no. episode. We, I mean, we, we can turn it into that. We, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's that's my bit on that movie is is that that and the whole like Marv, uh, I'm your ghost, Marv. I was in the bookshelf. I mean, I didn't mind that. That was a little wacky at the end, but but I the do, music is great. The movie, music's though. fucking great. Uh, the fact that it is a little headier as far as like mm. the science fiction dialogue, like what they're talking about, the issues. There's a couple really cool, neat ideas in that movie. You know what I find annoying about it though? And it's something I've been thinking about sci-fi space movies recently, which is we can't do anything deep if there's actually an alien. So when the reveal that it was, it was uh, 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 Matthew McConaughey sure. the whole time, I was like, of course it is. It couldn't be some interdimensional being that's going to teach us something. Well, or the interdimensional it, being, or was it us from the future that built it was, like that? It was us, us right? From yeah, the future. Okay. And I was like, of course it is. Because of course it is. It's just, it's so, it's so <laughs> Christopher Nolan and it's so just, there's no aliens. It's just us. And I mean, humanity. I really do like me some Christopher Nolan. I do. I do. I, but I, yeah, I'm a fan. I, yeah, I, that one's a whack. Like, uh, I've got, I've got a buddy who loves that movie. Mm. He also thinks AI is the greatest movie ever made, but never seen it. You don't <laughs> just don't. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, Space is funny because I would, it's easy also, I'd say, to pick Apollo 13 and I really right. wouldn't have an argument against you because that's just a great fucking movie. Yes. Uh, I believe that's Ron Howard and I, I believe that could easily be considered his, one of his best top three oh, movies. top three easily. Yeah, right. Easily. I think it's pretty easily top two. I think Rush is probably the only other thing I've Rush seen him do that's- so good. That, that's close, I think. Oh, Rush is but, so good. Uh, I think we're forgetting like a real classic, uh, Space Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. With, that's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy right? Lee Jones. Yeah. Space yep. Cowboys and Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood directed one? it. Oh. I didn't know. I re- I watched that recently. We'll get into that for shit we watched. <laughs> Space Cowboys. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, 
it's a funny genre. I oh, I like space movies. Yeah. It's just neat to imagine being out there. Now you said we uh, revealing revealed to me that you hadn't seen Gravity, which was like the big up your own ass yeah space movie of the last like like what's his name? Uh, he won the guy who did Roma. Yeah, he won. He won every award imaginable for fucking yep. Gravity. Yep. Uh, that movie is purely a technical achievement. It right. is nothing. There's nothing interesting about it story-wise at all. So Mm. I would actually be very interested in your opinion on that. I feel like you would be disgusted by it. (laughs) Okay. I really do. First Man. I really liked First Man. It's it's, It's a little bit like Ad Astra in that it's a character study. It's not this... the. Space stuff is secondary. See, I, w- I was disappointed by First Man. I would agree. Yeah, so I was a little bit... I'm flipped on those two. Like, I started hearing Ad Astra was good, and I got excited because... I think you oversold me on Ad, Ad Astra. I lo- Well, I told you. You're, I you're, like, you're like, ah, it's almost as good as 2001. No, it's I like, didn't say that. No, somebody else said that. You said it on Facebook. Didn't you said if it wasn't for one flaw, it would be in 2001 territory. I mean, I believe that it is one of the best. I I truly believe that that flaw destroyed. Like right, no, I, I get that. I'm just saying when you put but it I would in never, that, I would never say that, and I didn't say that. What did you say? I said if it weren't for one glaring issue, Ad Astra would be a damn near perfect movie. Go see this one on the big screen, folks. Didn't you? Didn't you say something about 2001? I swear to God, there was something about 2001 in there. Oh, oh, movie was. 10 times better than first man and entered 2001 in Apollo 13 territory. But that just means it's like one of my favorites. That that's, that's where I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, you're entering this echelon. I think that it is in that fucking echelon. I think if that narration wasn't in there, Alex, I would be telling you (laughs) it's the best space movie since 2001. And that's fair. That's and I fair. think I might when still you, think but, that. But when you frame it that way, that it's in sets, that territory. It sets up expectations okay. for people. Well, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Yeah, but you're not a huge 2001 guy. I'm not. Right. I'm not. But I understand what it means to people. Okay. Well, it doesn't mean that to you. No. Well, but I'm Apollo not. 13's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I, well, Apollo 13 is a great fucking movie. Yeah. Um, so what do you love about the genre, though? Like, what makes the genre I think so special? Well, I think part of it is it's fascinating because none of us plebs will ever be up there. Right. Yeah, so it's true. just naturally it's the closest we can get. Right. Right. And especially with, like, the technological achievements that we've gotten to today, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I was sitting there during this thinking about how insane 2001 A Space Odyssey is. Yeah, because I was watching Ad Astra and I saw last year I went and saw 2001 on the IMAX and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, really, there's outside of like the action bits. They haven't made space look any better than it did in that movie. Right, right. And there there's it's crazy. But yes. But anyways. But yeah, that's the closest we get to that experience. Yep. Um, It's it's incredible that anyone can even go up there i mean assuming it's real oh jesus actually Christ. go up there but i mean you know you know kubrick he 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 oh filmed the God. moon land it's just <laughs> let's just move on let's just move but, on but yeah i think that's that's what kind of fascinates us about we're fascinated by things we'll never be able to do right i think i think um more so than a lot of genres it's very much a dude centric uh, genre and i think part of it is right. like 
most men, it's mostly been men who have gone into space. Sure. I mean, that's part of it. It's also, it's like dudes are very into like ideas and tech, you know? And these God, are very. What are you saying? Yeah, I know that women and men are women exactly can't like have ideas. They can't. Uh, okay, they're not into tech, Alex. Is this that is, what you're this saying? This is literally the is that worst. what you're saying, Alex? Well, that's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm disgusted. You know. Okay. I think next week we're going to be talking about straw man arguments. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Yeah. No. I um. I mean. You know, obviously, that's not what I'm saying. Jackson's uh, fucking around. I, that's but, what I heard. Uh, yeah, that's what you heard. <laughs> okay. Um, but I do think that that's the reason why I, I don't think women are into it as much. And it's not because they can't be into those things. It's just that is, okay, my dad. My I'll use my dad as like a prime example. He said to me, I don't need any of that emotional crap in a movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like the ideas. And so he'll like, he'll tell me I saw this movie and I'll be like, yeah, that movie's shit. And it is shit. Like from a script and character perspective, sure. but he's like, he likes the idea. The he likes, idea. He okay. likes the idea of the movie. So he likes the movie. And I'm like, well, that's fine. A movie can have a good idea. It doesn't mean it is emotionally affecting, which is something I look for. But I think that a lot of space movies tend to rely on ideas more than character stuff. Okay. Like 2001. Yes. 2001 is probably the prime example. I of would the say. idea movie. Of the idea movie. Yes, absolutely. No, it's right. the idea movie. And uh, and I don't think that that's necessarily bad because I think different strokes for different folks right. kind of thing. But for me, it is something that separates the good from the great is when you can have both. Yeah, I don't know. 2001 would be in it. That's for can me, Can you though. make 2001... I don't. I don't know. If you I can. don't think it's right. Yeah, I don't think it would be. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. Yeah, you, you. So you admit that it's just for you. You yes. want that other part of it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it could break a movie. I, it can. Yeah. It, I think you're. I think. I think 2001 relies on the fact that it had never been done before, and its ideas for the time were so out there. Yes. That it. It really is like you have. It's just like Star Wars, the first trilogy. You have to look at it in the capsule of the time that it was made, because if you look at it now, it's still going to be an amazing technical achievement, but it's always going to be in that time. I don't know. I think that tra I think 2001 transcends that. You think so? I think 2001. Uh, maybe I need to. I haven't watched it literally in about 10 years. Just the way shit is framed, the way it it doesn't. I mean, of course, it looks like an old movie because, I mean, I could sit I mean, here the and fashion, say, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, but, yeah. but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, it still looks great. Great. Right. But but like in general, you watch it now and it's like I, the only reason I feel like it's a movie of his time is kind of like what we talked about. Just the fact that you couldn't release something like that now. Well, the editing is different, too. Like yeah. the, the the amount of time that we go between shots now is sure. it's 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 less than half i know it's crazy so but but by the way uh if you guys couldn't tell i was dripping with sarcasm um about that's because i wasn't alice <laughs> hates women clearly and you know we might have to have a feminist on the podcast one of these days we might introduce you to a male feminist who will be a guest on our show okay yeah i'm fine let's with bring that. him on he can debate alex on the on, the, the, uh, on whether or not women are allowed to like space. Because oh, I don't know about Christ. you guys, but that's what I heard. Women can't like space. Um, you know, I 
I'm flabbergasted. So what are we getting off this train? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think I, okay, I'll, I'll tell you some, I, I really like the space genre. Like there are okay. lots of really great movies. I think that there are certain things, certain tropes that I think we need to get away from. Like? I think something, I think the idea of the slow paced, slow burn space movie, and it was one of the things I was thinking while watching Ad Astra, I think it's a little played out. It's kind of like, a oh, you move slow in space, so slow pacing. And it's like, that's, that's fine, but we've also done that like a million times. I wouldn't mind seeing a faster paced, realistic space movie. Yeah, but space isn't fast. No, you don't I think know. that would be the counterpoint. But, but that doesn't mean that the narrative needs to be slow. Oh, okay. I see. See, I thought this one did a good job of having enough, like, it had peppered stuff, in shit that was, like, It had stuff engaged. going on, yeah. for sure. But there are moments where it really does take its time. Sure. And and that's not a bad thing. It was just something that I noticed where I was like, you know, we, we do tend to, we tend to give a little bit more slack to slower you know, scenes in in space movies. Apollo 13 is kind of a fast paced regular movie. It is. It's why movie. I like, it's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also why uh, Sunshine is one of my favorites. I got to see this. It's. Uh, I don't want to know anything about it. You don't want to know anything. I don't want to know the plot because I've literally, I've heard the name of it. That's as much as I know. When is it? When was it made? I want to say early 2000s, in between 2001 and 2005 or six. All I know is it better be better than uh, that that uh, movie with Stephen Dorff. Um, Supernova. I never saw Supernova. Oh. Oh, God. Is that a space movie worth checking out? I think out? it was Stephen Dorff. No, it's not worth checking out. You it heard is it a here. fucking disaster. Oh, well, see, what I heard is that it's a great movie. Oh, and people I didn't answer. say that. Oh, my God. I fucking hate society. Well, what's great about that joke that I played on you there, yeah. that's like life now. It is. Like, if you say something on the internet, it's like the uh, the Jordan Peterson interview where she's like, oh, so you're saying that women shouldn't do this. And he's like, no, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is getting quite ridiculous. It is getting quite. I, I just. Maybe it, we should shoot all these commenters up into space. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a pretty dark thing to do. <laughs> you can give them spacesuits and stuff. I think they Tommy, can, give, I, give him one of those trays that Brad Pitt holds. You know, I think to Tommy Lee Jones would be on board with that. He was, yeah, ooh, he was kind of a monster. A kind of, <laughs> he was, he was not a good human being. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more. How much more do we have to say about space? I, I you know, the final frontier. I mean, where would you like to see? Do you think? Do you think that the space genre is kind of like the Western in that it it could die? You know, in a certain sense. I mean, it kind of has to a certain. I mean, I, well, no, I we're in like a research, but we're kind of in we're the in a, resurgence. We're in a resurgence. Yeah. I mean, we still only get like a few a year. Well, we've got the Natalie Portman one coming, right, yeah. with uh, John Hamm, and then I think Ad Astra was the only other one this okay. year. Okay, yeah, no, I feel like there's always going to be spot a space for a space movie. Do you, <laughs> Jesus, always spit? That's the that's the sub headline on this episode. Always space for a space movie. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, um, 
What, I don't know. What Do you think it needs to evolve? Do you think anything needs to be incorporated or changed? I think there Have are, we done that already? So I don't think it, I don't think much needs to change because I feel like there's enough different kinds of them where everyone can kind of have their thing that they really like. The problem, I think, like in Ad Astra's case is that the marketing doesn't really work. Like you go see Ad Astra after seeing the preview, you think it's like this movie about finding extraterrestrial life. And is there an alien fucking with the earth? And what is this? Right. You go see the movie and it's not that at all. It was a giant red herring narratively. So, yeah. So you're sitting there and you're wondering like, okay, well, was it intelligent to market it this way? It's not really what it looked like it was going to be. I think uh, Annihilation kind of had that feel, too, where it was like you thought it was going to be like almost like a monster movie or something. Annihilation. I don't know how you market that movie. Right. Well, I don't know how you market this. I think I Come think, see a long, boring seeming movie. I mean, honestly, I like, think some of the best movies tend to be movies that it's like, how do you market this? You know, like it's not going to be you're right, what, you know, because they break the mold. That's what, and I think that's what you just like Tim Tebow. Oh, Jesus! Yes, I'm okay. really just poking the bear tonight. So yes, you so. are. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm just agitated. I don't know. I am hungry. Hey, a little, that's little usually me. I'm feeling pretty good. I ate a lot of pizza at lunch today. <laughs> oh, that's the smell. Oh no, no, yeah, the farts. Yeah, the, the pizza, pizza farts. farts. No, there's yeah. no farting. Yeah. If I ever fart on this show. I'll make sure the mic can hear it. Don't don't believe him. I'm swimming in a sea <laughs> of farts. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can get off that topic. Shit, we watched. Whoa! Shit, we watched. So I watched one disaster of a movie. Okay, it was fucking awful. What was that? Ma. Ma, oh the uh, the uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, oh, we suck tonight, huh? Yeah. Um, the 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 black lady who basically buys booze for the teenagers. I really like her too. Yeah, I do too. And she's not bad in the movie. It's just that it's such a stupid plot, and like the things that happen in it are so illogically like laid out that it breaks the movie completely. Mm. Uh, Ma, and her name is. Octavia Spencer. Um, but yeah, it's funny too. Like Diana Silvers is in this. She was just in that um the 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 movie from Olivia Wilde that I watched. I can't think of anything tonight, apparently. But Good the, one about the, the one about <laughs> the one about Booksmart. Um and Juliet Lewis is in this. Um, but yeah, so basically the plot of this is the kids are looking for someone to buy him booze. This right. Octavia Spencer's at the gas station. She buys him booze and then says, hey, we I want a safe place for you guys to drink this. Come over to the house <laughs> and just drink it in the basement. That's, so, that's literally one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So it gets way dumber. I mean, that part, like, kind of I can make work. Okay, so the first time they're over, can I just dive yep. into the spoilers yep. on this? Yep. So the first time they're over there. She pulls a gun on one of the friends, like as a joke. And like, they're all freaked the fuck out. Like, are you going to, she makes him strip naked wow. as a joke. And then she just starts laughing like, no, ha, 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 this isn't loaded, blah, 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 blah. And they stay and continue to hang out at this house. So this that's point woman one. that they just met. Correct. They've met her like twice at this point. Oh, okay. Best friends. Yeah. So there's that. 
every one of the kids in the town's parents Mm -hmm. went to high school with Octavia Spencer. So the kids are the same age and their parents are all the same age and they all live in a small town. Okay. Mm -hmm. What are the odds of that? First of all, that every single person like involved in this movie is like a kid who's the same age as their friend who also has the parents who are also the same age as the other parents. You could have made that like the revenge story. Okay. You could have made that the reason. Okay. That would have made more sense. So so now this is where I'm going with this. So it ends up that Octavia Spencer was fooled into giving this nerdy kid a blowjob in like a dark closet when they were in high school. And she thought she was giving a blowjob to the guy who she had a crush on in high school. And then she left the closet and everyone in the school was like outside laughing at her. So those are the parents of the kids who are drinking now at her house. Right. So this is a revenge tale. I never said it was a good idea. I was just saying you could make it a little (laughs) less coincidental. But the point is, yeah, and it is. It's coincidental. It's completely coincidental. Well, she's doing because, this on purpose. Yeah, but how did she? She happened to run into them at the gas station. I like, think you have to assume that she's been stalking them. No, because the one daughter moved back to the town. Her oh. mom wasn't even living in the town. Oh. And then one of the parents, one of the dads, comes to the vet where Octavia Spencer works. Okay. And Allison Janey is in this movie, by the way, from uh, The West Wing. Sure. Uh, CJ. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. Dodge bullets like this. But <laughs> but yeah, no, she shows up. She shows he shows up to the vet and he's like, God, what's it been like 20 years? It seems like there's five people in this town. Mm. This person you went to high school with who you like tortured like you would run into this person somewhere right. in the last 15 to 20 years. Right. It's just every moment of it. They never call the cops. They always act like, oh, the fact that I'll get in trouble with my parents takes precedent over calling the police. Like, let's not call the police on this psycho bitch because then our parents will find out we had a drink. Yep. And it just. The decision hierarchy makes a ton of sense. It stinks. It just stinks. I did not like it. F? Uh, D minus. Because she's kind of fun in it. Okay. Points, okay. Where she's kind of like an interesting, fun character. Mm. But, and I can't say the performances are bad, but it is just, it's so, like, there's so many things in it where it's like, okay, I kind of like the idea that, like, okay, this this kind of lonely older woman who's like a, the age of a mother, like she doesn't have anyone around. She's kind of a loser. And she says, okay, well, I can justify it to myself to say. You hear that? Jackson says, if you don't have children, you're kind of a loser. <laughs> Especially if you're uh, an older woman. Actually, she does have a child. Oh. She doesn't have any friends. She's a loner because she doesn't have friends. Oh. So, so if you don't have any friends, you're a loser. You heard it here first. Well, I mean, by definition. Uh, I don't know. I think if you lose it, something. God damn it. All right. Uh, we're just going to have to have next week. It's just the apology episode. <laughs> Let the apology tour begin. <laughs> but no, she's. Yeah. So I like that idea, though, that she, like she's bringing in these people because she, you know, 
she's like, she's lonely, whatever. And she uses that as her justification that, hey, they're going to be out drinking, driving behind the wheel unless they come here. And then like something happens and goes wrong. But the fact that every logical step throughout the movie isn't followed, Mm -hmm. it's just a disaster. But yeah, what'd you watch? That's it for me. That's all I can think of. It? God damn. I can't believe I have more than you with two things. Oh, look at you. I watched two older movies. I watched Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, where yes. he's the bouncer, right? And, uh, and uh, our old pal who wants to <laughs> help Lady Gaga. On oh, the, he's, yeah. God, it's been so long. I feel like that's one where I've seen it on TV like a million times, and I've never watched it from beginning to end. I've just it, seen parts. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. It's a truly god-awful movie is it terrible it's really bad uh i i equated it to on scene podcast uh scene cast um it's like if a trucker wrote a movie and thought like he was like the absolute shit he's he's like um patrick swayze <laughs> we got about half an hour 45 minutes into the movie i'm like god i wonder if i'm gonna learn anything about like why he does what he does or what's driving him or where he came from or anything at all other than he just shows up to this bar to clean up this bar for some money. Um, you don't really learn a whole lot about so, him. So this is one of those idea movies, not oh, those character movies. full of ideas. <laughs> um, there's a bad businessman. The bad businessman shows up in a loud helicopter. He happens to live across uh, a little river from Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze goes out into the country to stay with this old farmer who has a room for rent, uh, which is above his hay for whatever reason. I don't know. It's really weird. Old man, this rich guy has a mansion just across the river and he shows up in a helicopter, his first scene, and you're like, bad guy. He's the bad guy because he's rich and it's 1984 and look how rude he is with his helicopter. Um, lots of tits in this movie. Very Yay! much a, very much an 80s movie in that regard. There's just kind of like, I felt so bad for all of the actresses in it. Because just like tits out all the time. I'm like, wow, they just. I love the 80s. Ugh. It was so unnecessary. It was distracting. Then there's a scene. Um. Okay, also, I watched this movie because of Family Guy. Because Peter does the whole, like, I'm going to kick everything because I'm like that movie, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. And he starts driving with his car. Okay. With, by kicking. Uh, um, not a lot of kicking in this. Like, really? What was Peter thinking? Yeah. I was you, don't, like, you don't understand what What movie the joke are you was. talking about? Because... I guess there's some. He fights a lot, doesn't he? He doesn't gets he get in, in some bar fights. Gets in some bar fights. The fighting is really atrocious. Like for a movie that's centered around the idea of this man gets in bar fights and he's a badass, you would think that they would have had decent fight scenes, but they're really quite terrible. They're terrible, huh? Um, let's see. There's a scene where he meets a girl. It's like a day or two after he met her. He takes her back to his hay-filled loft apartment and uh turns on the radio and just starts stalking her like a tiger around his place they obviously have sex then she wakes up butt ass naked in the uh in the in the bed but he's not there 
And it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, Patrick Swayze sexed her up so good. <laughs> and now he's got to go and be introspective on the porch. I mean, he is Patrick Swayze. I mean, yeah, they did have a needless scene where he's shirtless, oiled up, doing Tai Chi. You gotta have it. It's the 80s. It's not a good movie. It's a lot of fun to watch, though. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. So what would grade would you give it factoring in that lot of fun to watch? I, I would give it probably like a D plus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, like I love those, though. St- strictly speaking, it's probably like a D minus. Okay. But it's the fun is. Yeah, I did like Patrick Swayze. Like in general, I thought he's pretty I mean, good. He's a likable actor. I really like him, and I kind of miss him as a, like a personality. Agreed. In, um, and then my other viewing was Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys with with Tommy Tom, Lee, uh, Clint Eastwood, and uh, gosh, what's his is name? Is it Robert Duvall? Who is the third Space Cowboy? He was in Ad Astra. Donald Sutherland. Donald, Donald Sutherland. And then they had another guy. Who I can't remember his name. <laughs> old people. Yes. Na- start naming old people. Sam Elliott. Um, <laughs> Sam Elliott really should have been in that movie, actually. Uh, he is a cowboy, so you just throw a, a NASA outfit on yeah. him and he's he's totally fits the role. But how is it? Is it good? I don't think I don't know if I've ever seen it. James I, Garner. James Garner. Yes. Okay. Um it's okay. Okay. I had uh, more fun with it before they went to space. Watching them kind of like get into shape, watching them get the crew back together. Tommy Lee Jones is really great in it. Um, I like his dynamic with uh, him and Clint Eastwood. They kind of have like a rivalry kind of thing going on. Kind of like one of those, I haven't talked to that son of a bitch in 20 years kind of thing. Um, Grumpy old men. But then they get together and they kind of like, you can tell that they like each other and respect each other. They just give each other a lot of shit. And they kind of get over their shit. Um, Still, wildly, wildly unbelievable premise. What are they? Why are they reunited to go into space? They have to go into space to fix like a satellite that has such old technology on it that they're the only ones that understand it. And it's like that makes no sense. Why couldn't they just teach someone how to do it? Right. Well, it's time sensitive. Time sensitive. Most of our launches take a hundred and whatever the fuck. This is taking us three months. Got three months to prep, guys. Then, I mean, I'm going to do spoilers. They go out into space and... uh, And it's just kind of like, God damn, like I thought you had to be like, like kind of like athletic to be in space. But like there are like dudes with at least 40 extra pounds on them in space, maybe 50, 60. Uh, yeah, that sounds like movie magic to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyways, they get out there and they find out that uh, the reason that it's there and it's been hinted at super heavily because big bad head of NASA is talking to like some Russian dude. There are Russian uh, nuclear warheads on this satellite. And that's the real reason that uh, they need to go up there. And so Russian nuclear warheads were installed on a U.S.-based satellite. And the guy who knew about it, they're like, oh, you knew about the what kind of mission you sent it aside or whatever. He's just like, I don't know. General, what's going on here? And then everybody (laughs) just lets him stay in the command center. He just just doesn't go to jail. I mean, I think he does at the end, but... He's in the room for, like, the remainder of the mission. Like, they found out you've been colluding with Russians and you're still there. Hey, 
it's a good time to collude with the Russians. <laughs> it was always okay. <laughs> Trump was right. He was fine to do it. He saw Space Cowboys. <laughs> yes, he knew. He, he said, knew his oh, rights. Yeah. Didn't you see Space Cowboys? I can do this. Like I saw it in a movie once. Yeah, right. But no, I. Uh, it's funny looking at the cast. I feel like it's got to have like enjoyable characters. Oh, right? it, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're probably pretty great. Yes. Some, yeah. Right. Yes, I. Maybe I'll watch that one. It too. was. It was a fun watch. Like I said, the ending not so great. Clint Eastwood directed it though, which shocked me, and I. You know, have to say, honestly, it's his worst movie that I've okay. seen. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So Worse um, than The Mule? Oh, I didn't. The Mule, the mule is wasn't fine. bad. It's the Mule fine, is right. fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. I yeah. think The Mule is technically a better movie. Sure. I think I probably had more fun with this, but I think it's a worse movie. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, I would give it a C plus, I think. Okay. So worth watching if you're into these actors or the yeah. premise of old men in space. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if you want another one of those old dudes in space movies. Yeah. Um, those, yeah, they're a dime a dozen, really. Uh, yeah. I mean, that and... Uh, uh, um, um, well, I'm sure there's another one. <laughs> But yeah, is that it for the show? I think that's it. So next week we are discussing The Shining. Yes. So yeah, Kubrick will be discussed next week, I'm sure. Uh, as well as or thoughts on, and, and this is kind of unfair because the, I've read the book, Dr. Sleep. But I'll be interested to hear where, this is how I want to frame this next okay. week. You need to come in with, what do you think the plot of Doctor Sleep is you based already told on me the, the plot. Yeah, but 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 where does it go? Oh, okay. How does it end? Like, okay. How how does it fit with The Shining? Mm. You know, um, outside of the oh, there's bad Shining guys that can take kids now this and was, kidnap them. This was written by his son, right? Stephen King's son, or was it Stephen King and him together? No, I well, believe who? this was written by uh, this was co-written, I believe, by the director of the movie, who's the guy who did The Haunting of Hill House. And okay. what he had to do apparently was try and fuse the book with the movie because Stephen King's The Shining is vastly Vers different right, right. from the movie The Shining. Well, now I have to Wikipedia the book. If gotta, you're, well, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cliff notes the book. If no, you gotta go, you gotta go off the movie because it's a sequel to the movie with elements of the book worked in. Yeah, but now I'm like, I have to like. You're asking me to put a puzzle together with half the pieces. Yeah, yes. put it together. That's the fun. put it together because I want to see. I want to see where you go with it. Or actually, you know what? We could even do this experiment too. If you were making a sequel to The Shining, what would you do? Nothing. Really? You'd just leave it alone? I, I just, there are certain movies I just don't touch. That's probably true. But, but if you had to. If I had to, gun to my head, put this puzzle together, Alex. Uh, yeah, I'll we'll talk about it next figure week. It out, figure yeah. it out. Uh, well, that one comes out in a few weeks, I think. Too. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I've been Jackson um, and Alex doesn't hate women. Just to let you guys know. I like how he throws it in at the end. Yeah. Well, we wanted to really make him think. Like the viewership kind of dips off like shit we watch, but like half the people leave. No, but those tea partiers come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people the people that w don't care if i hate women they're still they're here. here well they show up 
because their friends all call them and say, hey, you got to hey. listen to this podcast. He's, oh, you, this this guy. This guy knows what he's talking about. This women guy. Am I right? <laughs> what about, hey, I got boobs and a vagina. What, what are you doing? But yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. That's my impression of we a sexist. Actually, we won't see you. It's a podcast. I'll, I'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> That's creepy.